Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are pretty regal, if I do say so myself. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird. So Jonah, uh, I wanted to give our listeners a little update since we did an episode a little while back about the Guns N' Roses music video trilogy. I found out some pretty key info from our mom. As you'll recall, we talked a lot about when she took you to see Guns N' Roses when you were in fifth grade. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Did you... <laughs> <laughs> did you? But did you remember that it was actually, mom was saying it was actually a reward for, um, you were having a little bit of a tough time in fifth grade and your teachers had mom and you go into like a parent teacher conference and they wanted you to be there for it. And they said to you that they thought you were a good student. You had a lot of potential, but you weren't kind of like living up to it. So they challenged you to get like this form signed every week by each teacher that like said you were turning in your assignments and stuff. And if you completed it after like two weeks or whatever, um, that would be like a big deal. I don't remember. I mean, I do remember having some issues in school and I do remember the Guns N' Roses concert being sort of like some kind of reward for doing something. Yeah. Related to school, but I didn't know the exact, I don't remember meeting with the yeah. teachers and being like, Jonah should go see Guns N' Roses if he no, like. No, I think that that was mom's idea was like, you, she okay. she said yeah, she yeah. was, and this, I talked to her like 
recently about this. Okay, I'm talking about a couple days ago. She said that she was so impressed that you like really turned things around and that you like kept it that way. Sort of like you, it really, it really changed things for you school wise. And she was so impressed. She, she wanted to give you something. Yeah. And, no, that was yeah. very, that, yeah, that was, that makes sense. I was going to say, she said as soon as she got there with you, she thought, okay, this is going to be a lot for Jonah. It was a very intense concert and that you did have to leave a little early because you were... We left early. Yeah. It started really late. <laughs> as our guest today will know, Axel, not not known for going on on time. And so, yeah, it was it was really late. There were like, we had to stand on top of the chairs. Like I said, it was it was an intense experience for a 12-year-old. Yeah. But, but also like incredible. Fun, incredible. And also just to add one more thing about it, we we posted about it and our cousin, uh, I don't know if our guest today knows this is our cousin, our cousin Ricky Rackman of Headbangers, but yeah. Uh, he uh, posted about it and he said something like... He said, don't forget your cousin was in the November Rain video. Yeah. Um, so and, so the cool thing the cool thing to do in that would have been like, just like, like the tweet, get on with life. Yeah. Um, but I had to respond to it. I had to retweet it and I wrote... Don't worry, Ricky, you were name dropped so many times during this episode, you might need to get x-rays. Which I um, didn't understand, but you explained it to me. Yeah, then I had to explain it to Vanessa. I was like, because he might have some injuries because I dropped his name so many times. To me, it was like super funny and he was probably going to be like, oh, this this guy Jonas Layers didn't hear back again. Yeah. I should have just left it alone. <laughs> well, the thing is... Had to push it. The thing that it, that is unclear is if... Ricky Rackman is as into us as we are into him. And I think the answer is no. <laughs> but, well, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, he, he listen, he, he so did, cool. he did, He's he our, did co-sign on it. Yeah. He co-signed on it. So yeah. uh, much respect to Ricky. And he did this podcast. He did this podcast. He's, he's given us any, everything we could ask for and more. And he's going on the road soon. So check out his live show, One yeah, Foot in the Gutter. Yeah, check out his tour. You got to check it out. Yeah. And speaking of checking it Definitely. out, let's check out today's guest, Vanessa. Do you want to give a little intro? Y- yes. Yes. Okay. Our guest today is a musician who you might know from his solo career, his work in the acts such as Witch or The Muggers. His new album, Small Town Stardust, is out now. Let's give it up for King Tough. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Oh How's it going? <laughs> Good. Good. How are you? Oh, wonderful. I can't believe he's your damn cousin. Is this yeah. like a first cousin? No, well, it's it's a very distant related by marriage cousin. That it's we, like yeah. when you looked it up, uh, well, you, you got 23 and me and you're like, whoa, Ricky Rackman. <laughs> well, it's okay. Our great uncle by marriage and his grandmother are brother and sister. So it's not that distant. Like yeah, our <laughs> parents and him share the same first cousins. Okay, yeah, that's legit. <laughs> it's legit. I mean, we've never actually met him in person, but pretty close. Yeah, just go but, down to the Sunset Strip there, right? you know. Yeah, we heard the rumors that he was our cousin growing up, and we didn't have the internet yet. So now, as adults, we've realized we could just find out by messaging him, which is what we did. <laughs> But yeah, well, pretty cool. It's incredible. Yeah. So what do you prefer? So do you prefer being called Kyle or King Tough or what's your what's your vibe like? People normally call me Kyle. Okay. But uh you can call me whatever you like. <laughs> sometimes sometimes people call me King, which I don't like. Okay. <laughs> it feels very strange. <laughs> One time Jeff Goldblum called me that though, and I liked it when he called me that. Yeah. But uh he's the only person that can call me King. That's fair. Where did King Tough come from? Because I noticed it's the same as your initials. 
You've got a keen eye for observation <laughs> there, Vanessa. Yeah, uh, it's just a stupid name I thought of when I was like 18. And yes, it was related to the initials. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you have heard of this guy, King Tut. Right. right. <laughs> heard of him. <laughs> it's a bit of a play on that as well. Gotcha. Uh, the funny great. thing is, is that I'm not tough at all. So it's, you know, it's, it's, a fun, it's a funny name. Someone in our writer's room was saying that their mom always says, who do they think they are? King Tut? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was... That's weird. It's a weird funny. thing to say. <laughs> so Kyle, you grew up in Vermont. Is that correct? I am from Vermont, if you can believe it. I believe it. And I have spent a lot of time in Brattleboro. But I wasn't familiar with sort of like a, a music scene there. I'm more going to Super Fresh, getting like a raw dessert, heading to the co-op. Nice. The co-op, oh. and then, yeah, heading home. Those are my kind of spots there. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, there always has been like this, you know, it's a very artsy community. And it was even more so when I was younger. And so, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of music happening when I was growing up and sort of different phases of what was going on and stuff but like we had a venue at at one point that me and all my friends shared and a lot of music came through because of that yeah it was a very vibrant place to grow up what were you kind of like as a kid like what was your what how would you describe yourself as a kid well see i was born i was born in brattleboro and then we moved to new jersey where my parents are from for about seven years so that's like really like my childhood childhood. And then when I we came back to Brattleboro, I turned into a punk rocker. Wow. Okay. I had one of them mohawks. Wow. Yeah, you know. I've been calling it Brattleboro my the whole time I've lived here. It's Battlebro. No, it's Brattleboro. Okay. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. <laughs> Brattleboro? You've been saying Battleboro? I've been saying Brattleboro. That's right. That's right. But it's bro or burrow. <laughs> Whatever you like. <laughs> um, burrow. 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 So, so you, when you were like in New Jersey, did you go, like when you were kind of a kid, do you remember going to any sort of rager kind of concerts with your mom like Jonah did? <laughs> I didn't go to my first concert till we were back in in Vermont. Like okay. uh, I was probably thirteen. My dad took me to see Corrosion of Conformity, and there was a, there was a guy in the pit swinging a chain, and I was like, Whoa. "Is this how all concerts are going to be?" Oh my gosh! I got exposed to Corrosion of Conformity through the Headbangers Ball and Ricky Rackman through their video for the classic song "Vote with a Bullet." <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> It's getting really intense in here. All it's an of a intense song. It's an intense video. <laughs> I don't remember that song. Jonah, yeah. could you sing it a little? I'm not going to sing it, but you can check us from the Corrosion Conformity album Blind that came out, you know, sometime in the probably 90s. There was a different, there was a bigger hit from that album. Was I forget there? what it's called. Okay. Um, pretty good, though. Yeah. Well, Cool. <laughs> who did who did they play with? Did they was it, who else was on that bill? Do you remember? Actually, you know, come to think of it, I think it was a later album that that the hit was on. But anyway, they played with a band called Local H. Oh yeah, they had that big song like dun 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 dun. dun, dun. You remember that one? 
They're like a two piece or something. Yeah, they're a two piece. Yeah. They also, pl- I think they also play. I think this band Hagfish also opened. Yeah, I know Zach from Hagfish. He's in Rise Against now. All I remember about them was they had a drummer and he was flipping sticks like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> the sticks were just flying around him the whole time. I couldn't even understand how he was playing drums. The sticks were in the air the whole time. Amazing. Amazing. This is, yeah, mostly when I was more listening to Sarah McLaughlin and stuff. So I'm not That's quite cool. keeping that, up. You were but... on the right tip. You were. <laughs> yeah. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Okay, so you went so you went to a cool concert with your dad. Were your parents like supportive of your of the, your music kind of interest when you were a kid? Very much so. My dad, you know, they're both you know hippies, and yeah, my dad turned me on to so much stuff as a kid. He he basically only listens to psychedelic rock still. Wow. So he's got pretty good taste and uh, yeah, he turned us on to a lot of stuff as kids and like <clears throat> interesting like. He was really into underground comic comics and stuff, like R. Crumb kind of stuff. So we were exposed to that stuff really young. <laughs> um we uh we kinda had a head start on uh some cool some cool shit. Yeah. Were you were you like you know, you think of Vermont, I think of the co op and all that stuff and like organic food and I didn't really learn about that till much later in life. Were you were you eating that stuff like as a kid? Like exposed like health food and stuff? I mean, my parents, like, you know, they were of the hippie generation, but they weren't, like, that that kind of hippie. <laughs> they still were shopping at the Price Chopper, and, you know, okay. like, we were eating, you know, Kraft mac and cheese. So, yeah, I, I think in recent years, I've been the one telling them that they need to eat organic. Got it. Yeah. But that stuff was certainly around, you know, there's certainly a lot of health food stores, you know, in Brattleboro and... You know, I would I would go in there and uh, you know, smell, get you know, get the the scent of the bulk bins. You know, yeah, it's sure. a, quite a, a nice scent. Oh yeah, Kyle, I'm curious, like, <laughs> what movies like from that, like maybe the '80s or '90s, kind of stick out to you, or some of your kind of favorites from? Because it, it's really kind of strange watching movies from that era now, because like so much of it, you're like, you, this would never happen now, would not fly. Yeah. I mean, me and my brother were very much into the 80s horror horror movies. My dad, he, they, he would just let us watch whatever. Um, and he was into them too. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of really awesome, like all the like, you know, Night of the Living Dead type movies we loved. All those kind of just weird ones. Like there's one called The Gate. There's one called House. All these weird kind of 80s horror movies and stuff yeah. very much into. And we used to go to like horror conventions. We met Jay, the guy that played Jason. We met Eddie Munster. Wow. What yeah. was Eddie like? Or the guy who played Eddie like? He was old. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was right. like, I thought vampires didn't age. Right. He was nice. Were you into, were you into like Nightmare on Elm Street and that kind of stuff? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very much. But yeah. now I don't I don't like horror now. It's too scary now. I like yeah. the 80s ones cuz they're funny and kind of just weird. Yeah. 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 We we were more of a like Tommy Boy kind of Chris Farley type household. We didn't have a lot. There wasn't a lot of horror watching in our house. 
I've never been... Jonah, were you ever into horror movies? A little, but not really. Our, our parents weren't into it, and we weren't yeah. really into it. And uh, yeah, I feel like we watched a lot more comedies. Yeah. But I would catch stuff here and there. But we never got any like the pay channels, and I feel like they couldn't really show anything too scary right. um, on regular cable. Yeah. We were always like... The Three Amigos was always playing in our house. <laughs> and... um, Right? And yes. like... Do you remember Moon? that Gene Wilder film, Haunted Honeymoon? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Did you ever we see used that to watch Kyle? it at, at Grandma and Grandpa's house a lot. I've never heard of that. I, it, this was this Gene Wilder movie, and for some reason, I don't know if this was the late eighties or something. This movie was like at our grandparents' house, but our our house too. Like for this movie, this Gene Wilder movie was like on a loop. Like it was yeah. just always <laughs> Haunted on Honeymoon. TV. You're absolutely right. I was going to say Honeymooners, but that's what it was. It was no, Haunted, it was Haunted Honeymoon. Honeymoon with Gene Wilder, and I feel like I must have <laughs> seen this movie not on purpose, like dozens of times, just because there were yeah. only like four channels. Yeah, totally, totally. There's yeah. a lot of weird movies like that that I remember that are like, uh, they're just kind of unknown now, but like we used to be watching them all the time. Like there was this movie called Hope and Glory. Have you ever seen that movie? I don't know. It's That's like about a little boy during World War II. Okay. In like England. And like his house gets bombed. At some point, he like goes to the countryside to live with maybe his grandma, and then his dad's in the war, and his dad comes home, and he's got this can of uh, jam that, that he he stole from the German <laughs> soldiers, and he like opens it up, and the kids are like, "Jam, jam!" That's all I really remember. <laughs> I gotta see that. That That's sounds great. That sounds it's good. incredible. Um, okay, well, with that, we're gonna take our first. <laughs> commercial break and we'll be right back with king tough hacks is back for season three and so is the official hacks podcast in each episode hacks creators lucia and yellow paul w downs and jen statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the emmy winning comedy series you'll hear hannah einbinder and gene smart speak to their on-screen dynamic along with hacks writer and actor pat regan on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And we're back. You know what movie I also feel like was always on TV kind of and the sequels were on TV too and I never saw it and I don't, I genuinely don't know if I would enjoy it is City Slickers. Did you guys... Oh, Did yeah. you guys ever see City Slickers? Was it good? I saw it when it came out, and I think it might rock. That's what I would Billy Crystal or an something. An incredible cast, yeah. yeah. Jack, Jack, what's his name? Jack something, the older guy? Oh, uh, Jack Nicholson? Lemon? Lemon? No. Uh, Jack N- Nance? Jack? Is that so? I don't know. Fuck, don't listen to it me. It was sort of... <laughs> And it's the premise that they live in the city, but they have to like be in a west. They have to be in like on a western type journey. <laughs> uh, if, wait, doesn't it have to do with like going to the countryside and like they're like? But they're from the city. They're from the yeah, city. yeah, right. That from I the ha- name that sounds like they're sort of they're sort of fish out of water kind yeah, of a thing, like. It's like four. But is there some, there's a cowboy element to it? Is that there's right? There's a cowboy yeah. element for sure. It's pr- maybe it's something to do with oil or something. That's what I was thinking, slickers. Yeah. Maybe what it is is that they work for <laughs> in the city for a big oil company and they have to go, <laughs> coming up with the plot, and they have to go into like the Western like countryside Oh, our producer's putting the actual yeah, plot. But I want to hear, hear Vanessa. We okay. want to hear your Okay, your before we see the version. X. My idea of what City Slickers is, is it's these guys and they work on Wall Street, okay? And they work for like an oil... Co- and, and their boss is like, they're, we're going to lose the big oil account unless you guys go to the Wild West where it's based, where the company, the oil company is based. And you have to like get in with the like West Westerner kind of owner of the oil company. And you have to get us make sure that we keep this important client. And then, and then, so they're like, okay, we're going to the West. And they're like, they like do the whole thing where they get cowboy boots and they get like all, you know, the gear and look Western so that the people who work for the oil company in the West will be like, they're legit. And then they go and they, it seems like they're going to lose the client, meaning the oil company. And in the end, they win it back. Okay. Yeah, I think that's possible. I was thinking something along those lines. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kyle, do you have any guesses? Well, I mean, we... what, uh, I think it's probably like uh, the guy, he's on the verge of turning 40 and okay. uh, he's an unhappy Manhattan yuppie, and he's roped into joining his two friends on a cattle drive in the Southwest. Okay, that's probably um, what. Oh, okay, okay. So, so for our listeners, um, Kyle kind of cheated because that's, <laughs> that's the description. That, yeah, I um, was going to say Billy Crystal is a wisecrack in New Yorker who wants to like go on a retreat with his friends to prove he can be a real cowboy and try to find oil to pay off of debt to buy his family house or something like that. I think that you and I were too thrown by the term slickers. Yeah. We found that we 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 put that element of oil something related to an oil <laughs> company in there too much. And it slickers just meant these are kind of like slick guys in a something. Well, um, what happened I, to William Crystal is what I want to know. 
That's a good question. He's doing Where great, you guys. I um, Oh yeah, Vanessa, you did some sketches with he, him, right? When I was um when I used to do the Bar Mitzvah Boy on SNL, he wanted to play the Bar Mitzvah Boy's dad. And oh my god, he that would have been once. perfect. Oh. And it was so fun. He was so nice. Yeah. But I don't know what he's I don't know what he's been in recently, but if if I the moment I learn, hey, I, I'm headed to the theater or something. There were a <laughs> I lot mean, of silver okay. screen. Go ahead, John. He got blessed with a beautiful last name. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say there were a lot of movies from that era that were like the plot was very, like not that important. Like, I feel like, or like, it was very unbelievable, like, Three Men and a Baby, or like, Don't Tell Mom right. the Babysitter's Dead, or these words. Another like, William Crystal classic, Three Men and a uh, Baby. Was it? I think you're confusing him with Steve Gutenberg. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Billy. They're similar types. Similar types. But this <laughs> podcast should be like three people like talking about movies they know nothing about. And probably yeah. if you've seen them, it's like so frustrating to listen to. By the way, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead was really one of my favorite movies growing up. And my favorite part is when she's going to go work at the company and she has to pretend to be a business lady and they do like a makeover um, like a makeover kind of thing where she's she's standing in front of the mirror and her outfit keeps changing. And then what she finally decides on are these like really big kind of, these really big black earrings that are like a circle and a square, I think. And she looks great. And by she, I, obviously, I mean Christina Applegate. I don't remember that. I just remember the, the dude shooting the dishes off the roof and then being like, the dishes are done. Oh, remember yeah. That? that was a Classic cool... Scene. I don't remember The Babysitter's Dead. I remember Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was another great one. That's, um... That was a book series, right? Elizabeth Shue. You know, it's no, about time No, 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 you're thinking for... of The Babysitter's Club, Oh, Jonah. Babysitter's Club, right. Adventures we... in Babysitting Yes, is... I, yes Adventures yeah. in Babysitting. That movie was also always on, right? Yeah. I think it's time for a new uh, babysitting adventure movie. It's been a I, while since we've had one of what, those. Well, <laughs> I think so, too. You know, one time, Josh Charles, who was in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, he was at SNL. And I said to him, I said, I want to ask you about something you might get asked about all the time. And he was like, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. And I said, yes. And I, and I think he said he was so nice. He didn't say this in a condescending way, but he was like, he was like, every every person your age asks me, like every woman your age asks me about that movie. And I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But I thought like I had a unique question for him because he was on that show with Minnie Driver, uh, The Legal Trouble, oh. you know, <laughs> the legal, not The Good Fight, that's the spinoff, The Good Night Court? Wife. The Good Wife? <laughs> <laughs> the good Olivia I think the good wife that sounds scary but it's a law <laughs> yeah it's a yes, law show <laughs> that he was on so in my mind I was like everyone's probably asking him about the good wife not so they're asking him about don't tell mom the babysitter's dead okay so Kyle <laughs> um, <laughs> what are we talking about <laughs> we asked you to bring in a nostalgic topic and you gave us a few to choose from but the one that we obviously had to choose was a little something called Uncle Kyle's House. <laughs> now, do you want to kind of elaborate on what, for any of our listeners that might not be familiar with it, on what Uncle Kyle's House is? 
Yes. <laughs> um, it would be weird if they were familiar with it. But so basically, we lived in this. Uh, when we moved back to New Jersey, we lived in this like a uh, housing complex. You know, it's just like a bunch of brick houses connected to each other. The basement was really interesting. It had like a, a doorway to the sewer in it. So there was always a guy coming down there going into the sewer. And like the basement was just kind of a weird semi-magical place to me. Uh-huh. And that's where Uncle Kyle's house was. Okay. Now, the game, it would somehow always be when my Aunt Betsy would come over. She would babysit us. Okay. Maybe this has to do with adventures and babysitting. <laughs> this could be the plot for a movie so far. Yeah, yeah. So she would, um, we would play my favorite game, Uncle Kyle's House, which basically involved her and my brother uh, coming to visit me at my house. My house was a suitcase that they would zip me up inside of. <laughs> I basically would just, they would come knock on the door and uh, I'd, I'd pop up out of the suitcase and then they'd be like, uh, you know, we'd have a nice visit. We'd have, we'd have a chat. And then, you know, I was thinking about today, I'm like, so wait, if, it, if I was Uncle Kyle, was I somehow my brother's <laughs> uncle? <laughs> I, <laughs> or was he bringing his imaginary kids to visit me? I, I don't remember that part. But the whole thing was that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like in some movies where like, like in Willy Wonka or something, they go into that tiny door and then it opens up into a giant room. Right. That's what Uncle Kyle's house was like. I had a full freaking mansion in there. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, I had the library with the animal heads. And I, yeah. I think like maybe I was wearing a robe and I had a pipe and some of those, uh, you know, sock stirrups. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's and that's the vibe of Uncle Kyle, and I've just been trying to get, I've just been trying to make that a reality for a long time. Yeah, yeah, that you have that you're you have the house that Uncle Kyle had inside that suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> now, can you explain to us what the suitcase actually like? Was it a hard, more of like a shell type suitcase? Was it a softer bag? It was canvas. It, my parents literally still use these suitcases to this day. <laughs> Very kind of drab looking, like tan canvas, but mixed with a a, a nice brown leather accents. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And a heavy-duty zipper. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's just the finest in a luggage. And, and was it more of like an over-the-shoulder, like a huge bag, or was it... No, no. A, a classic suitcase with a handle. Okay. Rectangular. Okay. Classic. Wait, so, Kyle... You so don't see many what, people using these things anymore. Was there a period of time where you would have to get in the suitcase before they came down so you would, like, get ready? Or would you get into the suitcase in front of them? Like, would you be hanging on suitcase by yourself waiting for visitors? <laughs> I probably did that a few times. Like, maybe they'll come see me today. <laughs> I also find it incredible that the sewer, like, could open through your basement. I've never. I know we have like a sewer line in our house, but not like an actual like entrance. That's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, it was like a little a little medieval doorway. Wow! And like sometimes I would stick my head in there, and I could like. <laughs> It was like, it wasn't like sewage in there, but it was like, you know, it was like the tunnels. And they used to scare us and tell us there was crocodiles in there, but. Wow. 
Yeah. Did you ever go in there or the closest was get to a stick in your head in? I never went in there, but Yeah, smart. Yeah, it had a nice I kinda liked the uh, the the vibe in there though when I would stick my head in. I was like, I could get down with this vibe. <laughs> How would you say your current house compares to to Uncle Kyle's house? Because you got some guitars on the wall, looks like you got some recording equipment. I mean it looks pretty 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 cool. Yeah, I mean I've I've certainly uh working my way up. Yeah. To Uncle Kyle's house. It's like, it was a pretty vast, you know, abode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I really long to have that uh, library with all the animal heads in it. Got it. Yeah. That was your, to me, my dream of like a house like that as a kid that I used to have dreams about a lot was, um, what's the big fruit guy? The, um... Oh yeah, big fruit guy. <laughs> you know, I've, I've talked about it on this podcast before, and he has the he has the madness mall, the Kool Aid, the Kool Aid guy. Yeah, yeah. In my, he he had like a wacky mall that he was always in in commercials, but somehow I thought he had a Kool Aid funhouse. Maybe he did. I don't. Know. We we've gotten to the bottom of this, and I've sort of forgotten. But in my mind, like the Kool Aid funhouse, I was like, that's got to be my house. And I, in retrospect, I think it was a mix of a lot of different commercials in my head. <laughs> um, because now I think, remember we were talking about the like ball you bounce on and the, a, a monster's hand comes in the window? Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm, I can't I, remember. I, yeah. I feel like I'm not using enough like specific examples for anyone but Jonah to follow what I'm saying. Pogo, pogo ball. ball. Pogo ball. I, part of me thinks it was partially the pogo ball house without the monster hand. And like there were like a lot of different commercials coming together. But anyway... It sounds very cool that you that you had that vision for yourself and that you're, you know, you're working towards it. I also think something you mentioned that is that this is very similar to the thing that that a lot of kids do, which is to build forts. And Jonah, you were saying you had maybe t- taken a fort. Yeah, I took, a, I took a class at the, at the Cleveland Art Museum. I talked to my mom about this, our mom about this. And yeah, she, we, I built a fort at home and then I took it to the museum. Which and I built it. She, we found a refrigerator box. We like went somewhere and got a refrigerator box, and I cut all these windows in it and stuff. And then I like took it to the museum for some class or something. I thought I made it the museum, but I think I just took it to the museum. And I was like, yeah. "This is my fort. This is art." You know what's funny is I took a class at the museum once too. I can't remember specifically what it was for, but that was the first time I ever got. There was like a bully in the class. This girl was like a bully, and she like bullied me. And I remember being like, "What the hell?" Was she like, your art is bad? What, how did she bully I you? I don't even remember, but I remember just being like... That was your okay, first this, realization that people could that, be that bullies? That existed. And I remember being like, this girl can absolutely go to hell. <laughs> like in my mind, just <laughs> I don't remember how I reacted. I think I was like put off by it. But I was also like, that's absolutely the wrong way to live your life. Yeah, it's weird when you remember a formative thing like that. I remember the yeah. first time I got charged sales tax and it blew my mind. <laughs> Jonah, <this is> <laughs> I was buying this toy and it was like five cents and they're like, that'll be seven cents. I was like, no, it says five cents and they're like, sales tax. I was like, what? I was like, I have a nickel here. This is how much this little dinosaur toy is. What do you mean it's seven cents? And they were like, it's set. And I like could not wrap my head around why it costs more than it said. And I honestly still kind of feel that way. I yeah. had this experience just yesterday <laughs> I, at the at the med- at the marijuana store. Okay. Uh, uh, 
you know, the taxes through the roof. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. In California, it's, yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And also how you're like, I don't have my debit card on me. And they're like, well, even though this is legal, you can only pay through like really illegal seeming means. Like you can only pay with cash or a debit card. You can't use a credit card or else, you know. Uh, anyway. I was um, trying to pay with doubloons. It's tough. They're real specific. Um, I had a thing when I was growing up, it was similar to a fort, which was, I had this dinosaur tent that went over my bed and it was like, you could, you could zip it up. So it still had that feeling of like security of like, you can zip up this dinosaur bed and then you're like in this tent and you, it felt so cool. But the problem was I used to sometimes pee in my bed and then we had to like wash the sheets, wash the dinosaur tent. And I remember, um, Sasha Ross, who we've mentioned several times on this podcast, she's now a periodontist, very successful, a friend of mine from growing up. I remember her being in the house and being like, Vanessa, can you stop peeing your bed? Because she must have come over wanting to go in the dinosaur tent and it was it was uh, under repair because, and by that I mean in the wash, because I had peed my bed. And I don't, I don't want you to, th- I mean, uh, no judgment to people who, who peed their bed till they were really old. Like I was pretty young still, so it wasn't like, uh oh, this is you know something's something else is going on or whatever. But but it was just like you know I was I was I was just I was just old enough to be able to have my own zip up um, dinosaur tent and uh, would often just you know piss all over the house. <laughs> <laughs> Nature freaking calls though, eh? That's uh, right. The I don't know. There was just something really special about being kind of enclosed in a mm-hmm. little, having your own little secret place. Yeah. I, I just adored being uh, zipped up in that suitcase. Yes. Or like, <laughs> you know, you got your little four or, or like even, yeah, like putting a sheet over your bed kind of in a yeah. tent. Yeah. And I got to say, I have done this as an adult and it <laughs> still rocks. Really? In what, in what way did you set it up? Just like tacking a sheet up over your bed, kind of like at a diagonal, so it kind of makes your bed yeah. into a tent. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. It's so fun. I mean, we should see if these still exist because this was a thing that I was able... I, they probably don't make them for beds that are bigger than twin beds, but I remember I chose the dinosaur, but there was also a tent that looked like a little house that could go over your bed, and there was like another one too. And those... You know, anyone can buy one, but I don't. I just don't know if there, there were like poles in it that kept it. You know, especially because mine was like I think a brontosaurus. There was a pole that made the neck, which you know wasn't really part of the tent. But yeah, I just I feel like I digressed a little bit just now. But <laughs> but there is something like really fun and safe and like a, you know, as a kid, I remember I, there was someone's house I used to go to, and we would put like couch cushions around and put like a sheet over it and it felt like a bed and well you know yeah. gen z, there's a lot of like gen z kind of like who are becoming like anti-smartphone and going back to like non-digital i wonder if that would be a thing with like the you know like this backlash against digital culture where like kids are just like do you want to come like, on we'll just like hang out in suitcases <laughs> that's cool well the other thing that we used to do that's like kind of i feel like that I think is kind of like aligned with this or like just similar is that, you know, while people nowadays or kids nowadays might be like playing on like little iPads or something, we were taking, we were taking pillows and sliding them 
down the stairs oh. Yes. Oh, yes. and then absolutely slamming into the closet door at the bottom of the stairs. It's the not, best game. I it's mean, the best game. Does that not happen anymore? I don't it know. It seems extremely dangerous. We didn't have a lot of clearance between like the landing and the door. I would say maybe two feet. So yeah. maybe three feet. So you really had to to pull on the brakes. You didn't have brakes, but yeah, you had to. Yeah. There was an article something. that came out that was like about all the dangerous stuff we used to do in the eighties. And that was one of the things There's that I, lot. I think is not as big as it used to be. But that was a huge like we could have done that for hours. Like it was oh, yeah. so fun. And like, it seems like everyone did it, but how did everyone know about it? Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, we taught like our cousins, Mia and Jed and Lauren about it because they lived in California and they didn't have stairs. So I feel like the things that they would want to do when they would come visit us in Ohio are like definitely slide down the stairs and also play in the snow if it was snowing because those were the things that were really kind of novel to them. I got to say, I've also slid down the stairs as an adult, and it holds up. (laughs) It freaking holds up. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Well, Jonah, you and Mia did a thing, too, with our cousin Mia, where Mia fell down the stairs or something. (laughs) She accidentally started rolling down the stairs, and you thought it looked really... Do you remember this? And you thought it looked really fun, so you did it. On purpose, but you really gonna hurt yourself. No, but that sounds like something I would you do don't for remember sure. that. It Mia sounds remembers like v- it vaguely familiar. Yeah. We've talked about it. And she definitely hurt herself, and then you were like, "I'm gonna do that." <laughs> do you do you find it funny when uh, like when the other one hurts themselves? Like if I fall, my brother thinks it's the funniest thing on earth. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Not so much. I mean, I don't. I don't really remember. Not so much, but I don't remember us falling around that much. I mean, apparently I, I fell a lot, so you would probably have a better perspective. Maybe you were more coordinated coordinated than me. Jonah, I'll, I'll let that one slide. I whenever I mispronounce, God, whenever I mispronounce something on the show, Vanessa immediately has to call it out. I absolutely so. go. Wait, after what did you say? I said coordinated. You- coor- I had trouble with the word coordinated. Coordinated. It's not a word I say a lot. You it sounds great. like you're saying it right. Coordinated. Cool. Well, he really screwed it up, but you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I guess we didn't, yeah, we didn't laugh at each other f- falling that much that I remember, but it's possible. Um, but we would, but we would definitely have some major wipeouts going down the stairs. And the other thing, Jonah, you know what I'm going to bring up that I bring up every other podcast is that I always wanted to jump down the stairs. <laughs> I always wanted to jump from the top of the stairs to the bottom of the stairs, which was a dream I had, a recurring dream. And I always thought that it was like a thing that I did. And then one time I tried, I like in, as an awake kid, I tried to do it. And I was like, it was so disappointing because I was like, there's absolutely no way to do this because our, the ceiling kind of followed down, like the ceiling. Right. It'd have to be like kind of like down. a matrix type thing where you were like hovering like two inches above the ground yeah. all the way down the stairs. Yeah. You couldn't go on like a like an a arc. curve. No. An arc. Right. Exactly. You couldn't jump down the stairs. And when I realized that it was just a dream I kept having, I was pretty crushed because I thought it would be so cool <laughs> to jump from the top stair to the bottom stair. Which actually, even if the ceiling was high enough for me to do that, would have been so scary. 
Yeah. I don't think I would have ever done I would it. Have, I would have dreams like that, or like fantasies like that, like in college, about like <laughs> going to class on my skateboard and like jumping around like the other kids and like grinding the whole rail down like the stairs and pulling <laughs> off. And like, I was such a bad skateboarder. This would never happen. But I like had these dreams of like just like to go into class with my backpack and just like pulling all these tricks on the way to class. This was in my 20s. So kind of not, not as cool. I mean, I'm still flying around in my dreams. I don't know about, I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, but I have a thing where I just jump up into the air and I'm like, holy smokes, I'm freaking high up. And then I land I land up on something and then I don't know how to get down. Oh, uh, that's yeah, scary. Down. That's tough. That's tough. You know, I think it's like the thing that you dream about that stuff that's like hard to really accomplish in real life like that would be like I've never been athletic so I like I guess jumping down the stairs would have been like a real athletic feat I don't know how to link these things but I'm just going to tell this other story which is that I was on a beach with my best friend Gwen and we were doing the thing where you take pictures of someone jumping you know like you know how there's like pictures of people like jumping on the beach or whatever and like they're so far in the air and she (laughs) kept trying to get and it's like she got it in like one take and then she kept trying to get a picture of me jumping, and it was like... <laughs> you had to zoom in to see you weren't standing it there. Was like, yeah, it was like, to get me like two inches off the ground took like an hour. <laughs> like it just, It's just so funny to me that people can... Even that, to me, is like a huge accomplishment if you can do that picture <laughs> where you are up in the air, because I can't even get that high, let alone jump down the stairs, which I guess is different because you're jump- gravity, but, but you jump- but you would have to go on an arc. So. Kyle, do you ever have like, you know, I, I have these, I'm, I'm, I played in bands a lot too. Do you ever have anxiety dreams where like you're like headlining an arena and like you can't find your guitar or something? Oh yeah, all the yeah. time. Those are the worst, huh? I can't say I enjoy it. Yeah, those are those are Those rough. type. I yeah. think I had one of those last night. Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say I can't jump either. I'm a I'm a a land animal. It's so hard to jump. It's really like to get high is so is so tough. Jumping is over. It's overrated. It's yeah. It's really hard. It's a really hard thing to do. But yeah, I have those stress dreams all the time too. That I'm like doing some kind of a show and I don't know what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah, I had one, and then I did play a show and I forgot my amp at uh somewhere and and i had to borrow it and it was like so very embarrassing i had to ask like a different band can i use your amp and it was like i was way too old to be sort of making those kind of rookie mistakes classic that's like you know what helps to not have those stress dreams what's that making a tent over your bed (laughs) yeah I'm sure that's true. And you feel so safe and secure yeah yeah it's like going back to the womb yeah that's right. That's Kyle, what it is. I, you yeah. should do a King King Tough like merch suitcase. Wow. Whoa. Like an Uncle oh. Kyle's house, limited edition, you Uncle know. Uncle Kyle's suitcase. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. And you could kind of have illustrated in the interior of it, you know, all of the cool stuff, the animal. I mean, on the wall. <laughs> that would be sick. I just want that for myself. Yeah. 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 That would so, be so I could cool. zip myself up in it. It would have to be quite large now, though. Maybe it could fold <laughs> out somehow or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we have an expandable one where you do some zippers, it gets bigger. I think I think you could Sub Pop could figure it out. Yeah, uh, you know That's I think I'm gonna Kyle's label for people who don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna be reaching out He's... to them. Definitely yeah. reach out. That sounds 
great. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back right back with Uncle Kyle. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. back now kyle we'd like to play a game with you that we call back to the present joan and vanessa we've got to go back to the present Ooh. the name is obviously a hilarious take on the nostalgic back to the future franchise in this segment we each get to say something from our childhood that we wish would come back and you can we're gonna go first so you can think about it but it can be like a game a toy a show a product anything so, Jonah, would you like to go first? I'll kick it off. The first thing I'd like to bring back are, Kyle, are you familiar? Do you remember the Flintstones push-ups? Oh, my God. They don't sell those anymore? <laughs> so, it's kind of complicated. They don't sell them branded with... So, they were sherbet ice cream. They were everywhere when we were growing up. You push up the, the wood stick. The sherbet comes out. Nestle still does make the push-ups, but they're no longer branded with the Flintstones. But they originally had many actually different flavors within the Flintstone lines. They had, you know, the originals with Yabba Dabba Do Orange, a Lime Rock Lime, Bedrock Berry, and then they had the Pebbles push-ups, which were also had Nerds candy in them and were kind of crunchy. Oh. Then they had the Cool Cream Sherbet Treats. They had so many, but yeah, so they still make push-ups, but they're not 
Flintstones. And as far as I know, they don't make ones with nerd. They don't have all these other f- flavors. So I don't know, Kyle, do you have any memories of eating these as a, as a little kid in a suitcase or something? <laughs> I cranked so many freaking Flintstone pushups. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Constantly cranking those things. How do you yeah. feel about sherbet versus like an, an ice cream? What are your thoughts? I mean, I freaking love it all. One of my favorite... <laughs> One of my favorite, uh, maybe my favorite dessert of all time. So Friendly's and this product just got discontinued. It'll never be made again. And I cannot describe to you how upset I am, but it is called the watermelon roll. And they would only come out in the summertime, but it's a giant, it's like a watermelon if it was sliced in half. So it's like a watermelon sitting on its side and then you cut slices out of it. And the, the individual slices would look like a slice of watermelon. So the, the rind is is like lemon lime sherbet. And then the the then it's watermelon sher, sherbet, shall we say, um, with chocolate chips in it for seeds. And my God, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm just checking it out. And you're, you, that's exactly what it is. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of the watermelon roll. I, I want to start a compa- campaign to to bring it back. Well, you should go on change.org because that's where a lot of people go to bring snacks back. That's yeah, where it happens. It, it looks like it was discontinued recently, like this year, 2021, also alongside their iconic something called Jubilee Rolls. Yeah, well, I, what is wrong with these friendly people? I They're don't not know. friendly. I guess they said, here's their statement, probably from their CEO who has no no connection to their customers. Jonah hates CEOs. This may be disappointing <laughs> news to some of our ice cream fans, but we at Friendly's are excited to focus on optimizing our broad portfolio of ice cream cartons, novelties, and cakes to best meet the needs of our customers for every occasion or celebration, big or small. I guess they're just saying, yeah, that that's, that's CEO speak for we're getting rid of something good to try to sell cheaper stuff. Wow. The CEO is basically saying... I am a shit human and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm not being friendly to people and who I'm like not watermelon friendly. rolls. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kyle, you know, this is actually kind of throwing <laughs> us off a little bit because we were gonna have you give Go your, last. Pick, your pick at the end for something you'd like to bring back. You already have an incredible one with watermelon rolls, but we'll 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 see if we'll something revisit. else comes up. We'll we'll see if you think of anything else, but no pressure because you've already given us something okay. great oh and and the one other thing that i wanted to mention about the flintstones push-ups that that i got very deep into was the i don't know if you remember the commercials were like fred and barney rapping and fred would have they would have on like sunglasses and they would be like doing raps um about the push-ups well i thought they were rapping about fruity pebbles i remember him being like my name's barney rubble and i'm here to say i love fruity pebbles in a major way yeah i think it was kind of a similar vibe similar yeah but they would rap about about the push-ups also Wow. Push up! Yabba dabba do! A yabba dabba, a dabba do! Yeah, Flintstones push ups, that's what's cool! I, I wish those would come back too, and now I'll go to mine. <laughs> okay, good transition. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, the thing that I would like to bring back from childhood is grocery stores that give you complimentary coffee when you enter. And, you know, I kind of debated, lightly pushed our parents on this because they were like, that didn't exist when we were kids. And I was like, I'm, I think it did. And we have come to the conclusion just a few hours ago that Miles Market in Solon did have little cups and a little coffee 
thing at, at the door that you could ha- make yourself a little tiny cup of coffee and shop with it. And I think that is so fun. I never, I don't think I was old enough to really drink coffee when we were shopping there when I was a kid, but I thought it was really fun that you'd get this drink for free. And then years later, I did this show with Second City Detroit called Jusical the Musical in <laughs> Novi, Michigan. And the condo I stayed in was next to this huge, beautiful grocery store. And we had shows at night, but we were like around during the day. And so I would often just drive right over to the grocery store and they had this complimentary coffee thing. I would take a coffee and I would just walk around the grocery store and think, what if this was my life? It would be cool. And <laughs> and uh, and then the other place that as we were a little bit older, when we were a little older, we got a Trader Joe's in our you know, suburban Cleveland neighborhood and they would give out. Yeah, that was a big thing. And I found an article on CNN from uh, October of this year and Trader Joe's finally bringing back free samples. October last year. Yeah. 2022 from the most recent October that happened. Yes, Um, of course. And they brought back free samples, but did not bring back the, uh, the coffee samples. They're not, they're not passing out coffee. I guess it's probably like a COVID thing. They don't want everyone just like drinking stuff in the store, but um, yeah. But there was something really nice or when we were younger about giving out coffee and you could just shop with a little coffee. What could be more fun and cute? And I don't think it's done as much. It's certainly, you know, Trader Joe's, it seems like that article said, at least in New York and and California, they do not give out the coffee samples anymore. And that was kind of like the last free coffee kind of chain, uh, chain where you would get free coffee. So I guess I'm saying I'm bummed. You know, like you can go to pavilions in LA and there's you can go to a Starbucks in the pavilions, but I go, hmm, is this free? No. Definitely not free. They give us these things for a time in our life, then they take them away. Yeah. It's just like they're showing us how good life could be. Yeah. But then they take it away from us. The, everything could be so much funner. Kyle, do, exa- do you think you yeah. would get more, you would buy more stuff at the grocery store if they gave you like a free cup of Mocha Joe's when you're walking in the door? Are you kidding me? I'd be slurping <laughs> down, I'd be slurping and shopping. Yep. You know, I think also I have, I really, my dream grocery store is lamp lit. I cannot stand <laughs> overhead lighting. I yeah. want a lamp lit supermarket. Yeah. The lighting in grocery stores is really, really tough. Yeah. In general. To get some lamps going, I'd be buying all the freaking mangoes. That's yeah. a good idea. Maybe we should start that, like a lamp a lamp grocery store with free coffee. A romantic grocery store. Only thing about, I think <laughs> I'm for this. The only thing is like, there's a lot we'd have to know about like produce and stuff like that. <laughs> Aside from like the lighting and the free coffee at the door, there's like so many other details. Well, maybe you get of- a headlamp too. Yeah. That you can turn on to make uh, closer inspections. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like spelunking. Yes. Kind totally. of grocery shopping. I think it would be a lot more relaxing because I feel like, yeah, you're right. It can be kind of the light. stressful. But, the lighting. But I, can, yeah. I think you can that see the, the ingredients and stuff. I guess that's good. I think the free coffee really, really was something that kind of tempered the lighting in a grocery store because you're a grocery store is so fluorescent, so bright, but. As soon as you enter, there's a little coffee dispenser thing and you can put a little coffee in and a little powdered creamer or whatever they have there and you just take your little coffee around. Then you're like, I can do this and, I, and I'm and i excited to be here. And everyone walking around with it. 
they had free coffee at every rest area in Vermont for a long time. Really? And they took that away from us too. Whoa. Oh, every rest so like wow. So yeah. every rest stop, that's pretty crazy. Well, that's really smart, I guess. Yeah, people are on these long drives, you know, they're they're going across the whole state. Give, give them a cup of coffee. If yeah, I'm that's go- great. I might have just been stopping to pee or something at a rest stop, but if I'm getting free coffee, then I'm going to maybe I'll buy as our dad would say a <laughs> a little schnecken. Whoa! <laughs> You're just gonna drop snacking, sh- snacking on me to go with my coffee. Yeah, coffee schnackin and a little snacking. Snacking. It stands for snack. <laughs> a little like snack that you can do a little chomping. It's so weird. I've never thought about the fact that he made that word up. Maybe is it Yiddish? It sounds Yiddish. It sounds Yiddish. It sounds Yiddish, sure. but it he could, might have made it could up. Be based on another out. word. Yeah. Schnecken. It might be Yiddish. It certainly sounds it, but I'll be I'll be using it. Have you ever rolled into like a rest stop in Vermont, like on tour, like maybe you're with Jay Mascus or something, and you guys are just grabbing some coffees and just talking about how great it is to just be in, you know, on the open road? Well, <laughs> one time we got with Jay, uh, we were doing a witch show uh, in like. Buffalo or something, but it was a snowstorm. And we actually got stranded at a, a rest area coming over a hill near Bennington, actually. There's a big hill and all these trucks were sliding down it, so they closed the road. And we just happened to be at the rest area there. And also stranded there was my friend now, Amelia, who uh, plays in Sylvan Esso. Oh, yeah. Because she went to Bennington College and she was also stranded there. So me, her, and Jay Mascus were playing cards on the floor. Wow. Of some uh, rest area. Wow, that's incredible. You're so lucky that I wasn't there because I would have asked Jay so many questions about his guitar and gear that, and he would have been so bummed because he would have nowhere to go. <laughs> I've seen that happen to him before and it's quite I, I, comedic. I'm sure I'm sure it happens quite often. Okay, so uh, so Vanessa wants to bring back free coffee. I think everyone's on board with that. Who, who wouldn't yeah. be? Yeah. Kyle, have you thought of any other... Things you'd like to bring back to the presence, aside from watermelon rolls, a friend leaves, which is a great one. Anything which is else a great answer from your childhood that you wish would just kind of come back? Well, I was thinking like about cartoons and stuff. I, sure. I really loved uh, Thundercats, and one time I kicked my brother's tooth out while we were playing Thundercats. Whoa! Um, <laughs> what? Can you explain but, to us? So playing Thundercats <laughs> meant you were pretending to be the characters from it. I'm sorry. Yeah, Sometimes when I, I was, ask these questions, I, they sound so condescending. <laughs> but, but I you, was Lion-O, who's the star okay. of Thundercats. And okay. my brother was playing like the older guy who's actually like Lion-O's dad, but he's a ghost or something. <laughs> and uh, so he was on my team, but I was just getting riled up and I freaking kicked him in the head and his tooth came out. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Um, but he should be thanking me because he got money from the Tooth Fairy. Oh, okay. yeah. I bet. I, nice. I bet. But nice. I also want to say, you know, the cartoons and stuff, if they brought it back, it wouldn't be as good. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. It, you, you saw it at the right time. The artistry these days is just not what it once was. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. We talked it, about this recently. It's all that that weird three D stuff. It doesn't. It's not good. It's too slick. Yeah. It's too slick. Now, Jonah, do you remember 
What character were you He-Man when you used to take the top of the popcorn maker and put it on your head and that was your... No, I was... Uh, oh, this was not a cartoon. It was uh, based on the... What was it? The Great American Hero. Do you remember that show? Oh, yeah. Believe it or not, yep. I'm walking on air. Yeah, it was... That's what uh, Costanza, uh, George, like, uh, riffs on that when he on his uh, answering machine. Oh, really? I don't remember. Whoa. Yeah, but it was based on that show. I was inspired by that show, but I was really young. I mean, that show, I think, was like very, like maybe like mid to early 80s. But you remember yeah. being like, I love this show. I'm going to be that guy and I'm going to put the popcorn. Yeah, I thought putting the lid Lit- from the popcorn popper on my head would kind of transform me into that character. It probably did. Yeah, It's yeah. so crazy that I thought it was He-Man. Yeah. Well, I think it's very similar to Uncle Kyle's house. Like, you know, you're taking these kind of household objects, really using your imagination and like yeah. having a ton of fun. And I feel like, you know, not to sound down on, on, on kids today, but like they're in the screen and they're not using their imagination as much. And, and really, it's they're the ones who are missing out. They're dumb as hell. Let's just say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Thundercats would be kind of what you would bring back. But original uh, Thundercats, original not like Thundercats, Thundercats that are like... To 2023 version of Thundercats. Yeah, I yeah, but also um, I wanted to bring this up. We had an Italian ice truck. Did you have Italian ice in Ohio? I don't. Did, did we? I don't you, remember having. You Italian can buy ice. it at like the grocery store, but we didn't have it's like different a place. when it's yeah. You got when it's like the real the real stuff. It's like scooped from like you know oh, yeah. a, a big thing, and it comes in a little paper cup <laughs> that you. That is so good. And there was a freaking truck that would come and I would just be obsessed with it running out there every day, getting yeah. the rainbow one. Oh yeah. my God. That's incredible. That yeah, we didn't have so that. That sounds so fun. That we, didn't have, we didn't even really have an ice cream truck. No, you know what's... what's I, and I, uh, I have an ice cream truck now that comes down my street sometimes. What? <laughs> Yeah. And I live do you on, go? Like, do you go buy ice cream from it? I've only done it once, and it's like uh, it's, I've only done it once. But you hear it coming, and you kind of flag the guy down and give him like two dollars, and he gives you like a strawberry shortcake bar or whatever. I was going to say, yeah. is it mostly bars and not like it's not like soft serve? No, it's not like, soft serve. It's all like good humor. Like it's know, like pe- still the same bar. I feel like that's something that hasn't changed. It's like yeah. you st- can still get the Ninja Turtle head one. Yeah, and it's no, you're the totally same right. one. Whoa. They're, they're also always like out of the thing you want. And then, you right. know, you're like, what about this? What about this? Okay, I guess I'm getting an ice cream sandwich. But uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool to, to just have a come by. I mean, it does feel nice to just drive by the front yard, flag them down, give the guy a couple bucks, and you got an ice cream. That's so fun. Yeah. Wow. So, I'd be yeah. in that every day if it came around here. I hope the next time I visit you, Jonah, the ice cream truck comes to it town. It could happen. If it's a summer, it could happen. It's very and snowy out now, so I think he's kind of... Right, right. He's kind of... Well, 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 Kyle, you know, to your point, Kyle, you know, it also looks like Friendly's has packaged these watermelon rolls. I don't know where you can buy them, but maybe that's the kind of thing they could have on one of these trucks. <sighs> <laughs> I have a really, really sad feeling in my heart that I'm never going to eat one again. No, we're gonna we're gonna try. <laughs> we're to, gonna figure it let's out. Let's see what we can do. Let's we, see. We, we have to take this down the CEO of Friendly's yeah. first. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it, that's it what would, we have to do, it would frankly ahead, be my pleasure. <laughs> and his name is Craig Elrich. Oh my god. Okay, Jonah's already on to this guy. <laughs> I wrote them. You know, 
I said, where can I get a water? Before they discontinued it, because I said, where can I get a watermelon roll in LA? And what did they say? They basically said, fuck off. (laughs) They said, "We we don't ship to LA. I also wrote good humor asking where I could get the toasted almond bar. Have you ever had the toasted almond good humor? Ice cream no. bar. I don't think so. It's a no. very. It's also a rarity. You okay. only see it every once in a while. It's the best one. Okay. Well, just one more thing than, that you two have in common is that you love to write to these corporations <laughs> with your complaints. This is something that's happened to me in recent years, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna write to them. Yeah, Jonah, I wish I could say it happened to me in recent years, but I've been doing. <laughs> I've been since you were a boy. Since you were well, a boy, both, both, for, both uh, with complaints and with compliments, and it's gotten you the role as the um, sort of uh, what would you say ambassador for some brands? Yeah, I've been a brand ambassador. I most recently wrote a pickle brand I really like and said I love your pickles, and they sent me a coupon for a free jar, and then it just expired. And it was like, they sent it to me like two years ago and it expired. <laughs> so then I emailed them back recently and said, hey, this coupon expired. Can you send me a new one? I'll destroy this one or send it back to you. And surprisingly, I have not heard back. <laughs> so similar you to know, the regular, yeah. I mean, just get the coupon and use it. I don't know, you know, it's tough. It's, no, it's, I, a lot of it's about the game and then you get the thing and then you end up forgetting about it and never using it. Yeah. I wrote to Cabot Cheddar a few oh, years ago because listen they got this cheddar hunter seriously sharp cheddar it's the sharpest cheddar yep i was talking to vanessa about yeah, sharp cheddar yeah. the other day i wrote to them because i got one it was not sharp okay it was mild and okay. i said this is wrong that's in- yeah it's this I is thought, wrong i thought you were gonna say you got cut on it it was so sharp i Whoa, wish i wanted Jonah. to cut me <laughs> now what did they get back to you they did, and they sent me coupons to get more sharp cheddar that wasn't actually sharp. Did you? Like, did you get something's more? Something's wrong they, with your. It wasn't sharp. Yeah, I was like, something's wrong with this because I've been eating this this my whole life, and it it ain't right. It wasn't they, the regular sharp; it was the extra sharp. Hunter's seriously Hunter's sharp seriously is what it's sharp. called. I haven't seen that one. It sounds like you should until they get past whatever weird thing they're going through, you should just buy the regular sharp because it's probably sharper than Hunter's. Seriously sharp. It might be. Lately, I'm, I've had to go even further and get the like cave-aged one because I know that's going to be sharp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just had a sense memory of mom used to buy cheddar cheese and I had a sense memory of opening the thing and just take biting out of it. Oh yeah, you just take a chomp right out of it. Cheese so much. Yeah. And she said, don't she would be like, don't do that. I used to just do that with a stick of butter. (laughs) (laughs) My mom would like go to use some butter and there'd be little teeth marks in it. (laughs) Like a rat. God, I'm picturing you in the basement in the suitcase just like gnawing on like like a bar of butter. That's Uncle Kyle, baby. <laughs> wow. Amazing. That's Uncle Kyle. Well, Kyle, this was so much fun. Uh, for our listeners out there, uh, where can they find you aside from Uncle aside from Uncle Kyle's house with a big stick of butter? <laughs> Uh, they can up. find me just everywhere. <laughs> I'm just literally everywhere. King, the, King Tough. 
Too Tuffy on Instagram with yes. the Y. With a Y, that's right. Yeah, there you go. And also they Spotify. can check out Spotify. <laughs> check out your new album. Small Town Stardust. I was listening to it today. Ex- excellent album. Excellent. Oh, Great thank album. you. You're welcome. Yeah, so everyone check out that album. And if you enjoyed this episode, uh, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's show. How to, And keep an eye out for next week's... You got this, eye, Jonah. Keep an eye out for... I feel like I said, if, if you enjoyed this... Is this... If you enjoyed... Well, that was really fun. Thanks so much to Kyle for joining us and everyone for listening. <laughs> if you enjoyed that, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird, where we'll discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like Uncle Kyle's house. You got it. Okay. Kyle, thank you so much for, for coming oh, by. Oh, thank you so much. What Great. a joy. What a joy. This is great. The time to zip back up. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.